Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each time, but that keeps us in God's Word. And that's crucial for the strength and strengthening of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can every day. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Now, you can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody strengthen their faith and come closer to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end of our line of thought and study, and this is really the second major section of this study, asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? We're using as our basic text to ask this question from Hebrews chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, where the Hebrews writer wrote, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Now, he's talking about the gospel message of salvation, the message of Christianity. That's what they had heard. That's the message that we need to hear today. And he says we need to give the more earnest heed. In other, in other words, pay close, diligent attention to what we have heard, to what we have learned, lest we drift away drift away from what? From faithfulness. Drift away from whom? Drift, drift away from God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, he goes on in verse 2, and he says, for if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, he's talking about scripture, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation. Oh, a whole lot of people are neglecting their soul's salvation today. And that's the way it seems to be in every generation. Are you one of those people? Are you neglecting your soul's salvation? Jesus asked the question, what would you give in exchange for your soul? He even went on and said, what, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? The answer to both of those questions is obvious. There's no profit. Even if you gain the whole world, even if you become the owner of everything in the world, but you lose your soul, you've made a bad deal, a tragic deal, because nothing begins to compare to the value of your soul's salvation. What would you give in exchange for your soul? The answer should be automatic, nothing. I would not risk my soul's salvation for anything of this world. Well, in the first major section, we asked the two perhaps most fundamental uh, questions in, in relation to this basic overall question. Are you neglecting your salvation? Are you neglecting your salvation because you've never really come to Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, in repentance, 
confessing your faith in him openly and surrendering to him in baptism so that the blood that he shed on the cross could cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And as you're baptized, you come into him and into salvation, which is only in him. Have you been a person who has not given your life to your Lord? If that's the case, then you're neglecting your salvation big time. But then we also talked about how there are a lot of people who, they become Christians, they're baptized into Christ, but then they stop paying attention to their faithfulness, and they start to drift away. They neglect to be as diligent in remaining dedicated to their Lord and Savior through faithful obedience, through living the life of a Christian on a consistent daily basis, and so they're drifting farther and farther away from faithfulness, and thereby they're drifting farther and farther away from their Lord and Savior. They're neglecting their salvation. Well, in this particular major section, the second section that we're looking at in asking this question, are you neglecting your salvation? We've talked about some pretty practical applications. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, the Hebrews writer emphasizes the importance of our being together with the church regularly, consistently. And I'm not talking about consistently being once a year, once every few months. As the church meets, we need to be with the, meet, with the church to worship God and study his word. It talks about holding fast to our confession of faith as an individual Christian, and then also strengthening and encouraging our fellow Christians and gaining from their strength and encouragement for our faith. And so in verse 25, he says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. There are a whole lot of people who they're just neglecting their salvation because they're neglecting their time together in worship to God. Jesus said God expects those who worship him to worship in spirit and truth. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Are you worshiping God consistently with the church? Are you meeting with the church to partake of the Lord's Supper each first day of the week? Acts 20 at verse 7. Are you joining with the church in worship to God, singing those praises to him, but also singing and communicating those messages that are conveyed in the words of those songs to your brothers and sisters in Christ? If you're neglecting to worship with the church, as you should, you're neglecting your salvation. In Ephesians chapter 6, we talked about how a lot of people neglect their salvation by neglecting their communion with God through prayer. Paul said, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. As he listed those implements of the spiritual armor that God has prepared for us, made available to us as Christians, in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 17, he adds at the very end there, verse 18, in everything, pray, pray always. Don't, don't forget to pray, whatever the situation might be, whatever the need might be. He says, 
praying always with all prayer and supplication. Are you neglecting your prayer life? Our prayer, God has blessed us with prayer, and that's, as I said, like our hotline connected to the throne room in heaven, and in fact, to the very throne of God. But if you're not praying to him, you're not utilizing that blessing, and you're neglecting your salvation. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects, James 5 and verse 16, because of him to whom we're praying. God is all-powerful. Well, let's look at another one. Have you neglected your salvation by neglecting your dedication to God, having become careless and complacent and inactive in serving him? A whole lot of people, they like to refer to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, where the apostle Paul said that you have been saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And I'm afraid that they probably most of the time stop right there. And they say, see, nothing you can do to earn your salvation. God just bestows it upon you. When it's talking about faith there, you've been saved by grace through faith. Faith is active. Faith is obedient. It's not just an intellectual understanding and agreement. Faith has to be put into action through obedience. James goes into great detail about that in James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17 and on through the end of the chapter. But verse 10 in Ephesians chapter 2 is part of the immediate context of verses 8 and 9. And so Paul goes on and says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Are you involved in good works in serving God on a consistent basis? Now, if God prepared good works for each one of us to be involved in, in serving him, do you think it's all right? Do you think there's no, no problem with not being involved in those good works? God has blessed each one of us with abilities and opportunities, with talents to serve him. And how can we serve God? Well, we certainly worship him, but, but beyond that, how can we serve him? What does it say there again? We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. What kind of good works can you do in the name of the Lord? As a Christian, what kind of good works? Teach others the gospel so that they can become Christians, they can be saved through Christ? You can bring God glory by by helping needy people in the name of the Lord? Or all kinds of other good works that you have the opportunity to take part in and do in serving God. Now, let me tell you, scrubbing the, the floors of the church building, if they need scrubbing, that's a good work, and it presents a good image to visitors and to the members of the congregation as a whole. I'm just using a very basic kind of illustration. There are all kinds of good works 
that are out there for us to be involved in, in serving God? Are you involved in good works on an active and consistent basis, serving God and bringing him glory thereby? If not, you may be neglecting your salvation because God wants us to be involved. What does it say there again in verse 10? For good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Do you think there's anything that we should do that if we do not do, it's okay, it's okay that we don't do it? Remember James 1 and 4 and verse 17 again. To him who knows what is right to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. And what is the wages of sin? Death. Romans 6 and verse 23. We'll finish our study next time. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father, we thank you for blessing us so much in so many ways. We thank you for blessing us with talents and abilities and opportunities to serve you actively. Help us, Father. Help us, Father, to stay motivated and focused to do those good works that you have prepared for us to be involved in. And bless us with great joy in doing those good works, Father, we pray. Please, Father, at this time we pray also. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.